Welcome to the One Hand at a Time podcast. I'm your host, Chris Welton. And today I have a really special guest, someone who I look up to and uh, get some positive influence from as I'm trying to get a little more diversified in the things I do. Um, Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's an amazing opportunity. I'm glad that I got to be on this. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. I mean, I think that from the first time we connected, I was like, you know, I I really need to get Katie on the show. Just I want to talk about your, you know, the whole take on your take on, you know, nutrition and supplements and what kind of direction you feel like that's going. And I'll kind of share my input from a 51 year old man's uh, perspective. And um, I did get to spend some time with Dr. Gabrielle Lyon this last weekend in in Las Vegas also. And she's just phenomenal um, in that space as well. But So how do you go from getting your bachelor's degree and then to first form and now you're, I mean, it looks like you're moving up the ranks in first form. Like what, can you give me a backstory on that? Yeah. So it's crazy how it actually uh, started. I did not have any um, plan of pursuing dietetics and, and coaching. I actually started out school um, here in Texas for criminal justice. You know, I was interning with police. I was doing stings and on the side, I was always researching nutrition and looking into how I could better my health and, and train a few people because I knew how important that that is, especially nowadays with everything out there and, and how misguided people can be. And I remember sitting in a, a police class going over policing and I I love the police, like I'm pro police, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, why am I majoring this and spending time? Like, I don't really necessarily care about pursuing this. Like I want to help people. Why am I not pursuing nutrition? Like that's what I'm doing in my, in my free time. So I made that 180 switch and started going through dietetics. And, um, at the time I just started jujitsu. I was newly training. I had a friend who was a legionnaire and she seemed so excited about this company first form. And I was listening to Andy's podcast as well. My jujitsu coach recommended him to me and I'm thinking to myself, that sounds so familiar. And cause he would mention it. And as I dove into it, I realized like Andy was a CEO and tried a, a post-workout and expected it to taste terrible. And it was amazing. It tasted, I mean, I was, I was like holding my nose with previous protein oh, yeah. back and this one, I wanted to drink it just for enjoyment. It tasted just like the flavor root beer float. So I looked more into it and I wanted to do what my friend was doing. Like she seemed so excited about this community, this company, and I've never seen that before. All I've been seeing at the time with Instagram being relatively new is here's my link and just like a picture of someone with abs and a protein shake. And that's not relatable. I don't, I don't care. You know, I want, I want to be a part of a community of like-minded individuals. So I applied, became a legionnaire, and it was an amazing opportunity. And I realized very quickly that I was wasting my time in school. I finished my degree because I I, I, I care about my parents and I wanted to make them happy because that was something that they were very pro on. Um, but I really did not need that degree. I honestly learned how to truly help people through first how to educate and have real conversations and get people not just short-term results, but long-term. And so that's a, a brief explanation of how I got into dietetics, but more so first form and the nutrition side of things. Yeah. I find it. It's very interesting that first of all, let's talk about the taste portion of that, because I was speaking with my trainer this morning 
and I was talking about um, the protein shakes that I would take like 20 plus years ago. I don't know, we were talking about the Foreman Grill because I was like, yeah, I used to make all my chicken on the Foreman Grill like in the late 90s. And and I'd have chicken and rice and a can of um, cream of mushroom soup. That's I ate that like five times a day, right? That's just what I ate. And and I said, man, the rice cooker. He goes, they had rice cookers back then. I go, come on, dude. It's not like it was a car. They, yeah, of course they had rice cookers. And but I said the protein shakes were horrible. Like if you left it in your car all day, like what was left, you'd have to throw the cup away. Like like it would just turn into like cement. So, yes, I mean, the flavors are, it, that's a big thing for pe some people to overcome because they're so like, uh, protein shakes. That's not the issue with first form. I mean, everything, as long as you like that flavor that they say that it is, then, then you're going to like the, you know, you'll be fine with it. I'm not a cherry lime guy. I got some of that the other day, not my thing. So I gave that away to somebody else. I'm more, I have this mindset of it's got to be chocolate or vanilla for a protein shake. And I put some PB powder or something in it, but <clears throat> I'm not the real fancy flavor guy. It's just not my. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're either fancy or you're not. There's, I've realized there's no in between. I'm one thing that you'll find out real quick about me. I am not picky at all. It's actually one of like my fun facts. I could do any eating competition, any, any food out there. There's not one food I don't like or don't eat. Um, so like when I go to first form, they have this whole table of all the first, the majority of the formula one flavors. So people can have post-workout. And one time I went down the line and just mixed it up, kind of like the soda machine thing as a kid. Like, and... Yeah, the suicides you used to make as a kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can call it that anymore or not. Maybe that's probably not a thing to call anymore, but yeah, that's what we called it as a kid, so I don't know. It's my yeah. show, so I'll call it whatever I want, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with it. Yeah, so we did that. Tasted like uh, bubble gum, so I was about it. I was about it. Yeah, when I was at Arte back in April <clears throat> event, I went over to the um, supplement superstores, which was right across the interstate from where we were at. And they had, I mean, every option you can imagine. They were making the smoothies and stuff in there. And I was like, this is <clears throat> really good stuff. So I'm just curious, what's your favorite, like, first form snack right now? Like, there's so many cool things out there. Like, I have a problem staying on it. It's so good to have all the options because I'm a sweet tooth guy. Like, that's just my, like, I have a problem with that. So when there's options that are semi-healthy, I mean, they're still not as healthy as just eating straight chicken or something, but what's your favorite go-to when it comes to that? Oh man, I've tried so many different recipes with like one. It's not even funny. I have a food blog that I actually created because it got to the point where I'm like, I just need to create something for all these different things right now. Honestly, uh, I actually made it last week and now I want to make it again. It's so simple, but having a sweet tooth as well and being a fat kid. Um, it's the protein pumpkin pie where it's literally the pumpkin spice latte level one, uh, vanilla fat-free Greek yogurt, and you can add in spices if you want a half packet of sugar-free pudding mix. I used um, cheesecake and then you mix it all together and you pour it into just a normal graham cracker pie crust, put it in the fridge, take it out, get a slice, put whipped cream on it. You feel like you're eating pie and it's oh my 20 gosh. <clears throat> sounds amazing i do the i do the pumpkins i use the pumpkin spice and, and make the pancakes with a little bit of kodiak protein mix powder and then oh, it's just mm. so let's talk about you know first of all first form is just on a mission like i mean i was when i was talking i was just before we started recording i was telling you i was with ben newman a few days ago and and, and there were several first form guys in the meeting guys that were like 
pro first form or, you know, had some things to do with first form there. And, um, they were talking about just all the different facilities they're building right now. Like now you were just in St. Louis. Now, do they have the second or third buildings open yet? So we actually did a walkthrough of the second building. They have that um, open and running. The uh, app team is on there. The people that work with, you know, the countless of transformers. We have um, S2. A lot of the S2 um, employees are there too. Uh, the photo studio. I don't know if that's the correct term, but this giant room uh, that they have for uh, the photographs that they're taking, which is awesome. They have another gym for S2 and training videos and nether cafeteria it's absolutely sick um and the third building is in process of going up and from what i hear it's going to be amazing like what i could think of i, I heard it was gonna be like housing so is there some housing or something in the third building i do know it's going to be an experience building you know it's going to be an experience for people so they can they can experience first form because unfortunately with the first building you know people who know first form when they drive by they want to stop but you know, security reasons. We can't just have people, you yeah. know, walking around and it has to be invite only, especially with Andy Frisola. However, we want a place where people can feel welcomed and accomplish certain things and um, better their health and, and have that genuine one P experience. So I know that's the goal going into this third building. <clears throat> it's amazing to see it. Like I just, to watch the transformation and I've been a fan of Andy's since back at the MFCO project, right? Like that's how I got introduced to Ben Newman. So that's how long ago that was. And Ed Milet was through that podcast and to see the transformation of how it's come. And I love the fact that, um, Sal's so involved too. I think that they're like kind of polar opposites, him and Andy, and they balance each other out. I think that's good. Um, but just tell me about, you know, I, I was looking at your bio this morning as I was preparing for this. And what was your experience like fighting MMA? So I briefly fought MMA. I did a smoker fight. So I can't even say that I did a professional MMA fight, which is still a real fight. Like you're, you're, you're either breaking her nose or she's breaking yours. So like you gotta stay prepared. But I trained in pursuit of thinking I was going to go pro, um, which definitely changed a different direction or took a different direction as I, um, started my career here at First Form and had to, you know, choose which avenue I wanted to go down in the long run. Um, but training MMA at the facility I trained at was amazing. I learned one self defense, but I was training among um, future UFC fighters. One girl that was on, um, what's the show? I can't even think of it right now. But one of, uh, gosh, I'm freaking brain farting on it. It's uh, the <laughs> of uh ufc of the ultimate uh, fighters show yes yeah. i don't know why i was brainstorming on that but she was on there so i was training among some really impressive inspiring people like that persistence like resilience and it really you know rubbed off on me and i was just i i was just glad to be there and be a part of this awesome team um and it really gave me some tools that i could utilize outside of the physical like MMA fighting realm, especially with my career of that like persistence and always focusing on how you're going to get up versus like when you get, you know, put down. And I know that's a huge struggle for a lot of people is dwelling in that negativity of like, this is so embarrassing. I'm a failure versus what is that comeback going to look like? And that was one of my biggest takeaways from doing MMA outside of the fact that I, I realized that I have a pretty good right hand 
So that was nice too. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely good to know that you have that. That's the strong right hand. It, what's the Mike Tyson quote? Everybody has a plan until they get hit in the face, right? Oh yeah, that is a, absolutely that is a great quote. Very on point. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine when they lock that cage and you're like, okay, all right. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You almost have to go in. I uh, read this book. And I'm so terrible with names, but I will find it. But it definitely impacted my mindset going into that or any like jujitsu competition as well is you embody this mindset that helps make you a good fighter because I'm a people pleaser naturally. And so naturally by instinct, when I go into that, the, the cage, part of me is like, I maybe I shouldn't go as hard. Like, I hope they get some hits in, you know, and that is <laughs> yeah. That is not going to be good for you at all, mm -hmm. not for your safety. So when I did my first smoker, um, I went in there essentially with that Mike Tyson mentality of like, I'm a robot, I'm a machine. She should be scared of me. And I'm not, it's either my nose or hers and it's not going to be mine. And that was my mentality going in there. And, you know, I, I took some hits and I made sure that, you know, I was doing everything in my power. So I, you know, had a successful first smoker. Nice. Yeah. I, I, in, I had several friends that were fighters, um, throughout the years and a couple of them did well in the UFC. I mean, did, did well, uh, Jake O'Brien, he was a heavyweight. He fought for a long time in the UFC and Matt Mitrione, um, another heavyweight and a guy named Chris Lytle. He had, he had the longest career in the UFC to never be submitted. He had never been submitted and never been knocked out. Now he got beat before, but he just was a machine. Um, and there's just a different mindset. Like it's different. Like, I mean, if people that train to fight are, um, a, there's just takes a special kind of person to do that. You know, it's, it's just a whole nother level of athlete and, and you can't really appreciate that unless you've been there at the gym watching them or been part of it. Right. Um, and I had the opportunity to be in the gym and watch them train and, um, watch the growth from that and just the dedication and commitment that it takes. Um, and, and a lot of these guys that are starting out, they're working full-time jobs and they're plus they're training, you know? So as, as far as like you're, you're, you've been with first form for four years. Is that right? Yeah. I've been from being a legionnaire to now working full-time. Um, I've been with first form for about four years now in total. Okay. What are your, what are your goals and ambitions with, with first form? I mean, what do you want to do there? I mean, I, I know you, you do a great job with the calls that you and I've had, but what's that look like? I mean, you, you seem to be someone who's very driven. Where do you want to go? Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a, it's not necessarily a hard question to answer. However, because we are going very, very far, the opportunities are endless. And, you know, if I can have an impact in helping people, that would be great. I do want to play a huge role with, you know, my dad's mission. My dad's older and because he's been very invested with this, you know, nonprofit of helping children go, going through pediatric cancer. One of his goals before, you know, his life is over is he wants to help one family in every single, you know, country, you know, go through chemo and all that. And so if I can help, you know, fulfill my dad's mission, regardless if he's here or not, I would feel you know, when my life is near an end, I would feel pretty, pretty good leaving earth with making an impact in that realm. Yeah. I mean, that's huge creating a legacy, right. And then, then following along with, with him. So I, I asked this to just about everybody that's on the show. What does your daily routine look like? 
Oh man, that is a that is a great question. So I I am a big pro sleep person. I'm never gonna be that person that's like three hours of sleep, never mm. quit. Like no, it's so important. Um, I have an autoimmune disorder called Hashimoto's, uh, basically a form of hypothyroidism. So if I don't take care of it and don't prioritize sleep, I get sick very often. Um, so my routine, I get up. Uh, like probably not too, not too early, probably about six 30. And I immediately roll out of bed, put on my gym clothes set up and I walk to the gym or drive to 24 hour fitness. If it's a, if it's a leg day and I spend about an hour at the gym, um, come back. I have a dog with severe anxiety who refuses to walk around our apartment complex. So I take her and, and drive seven minutes to this amazing trail. And so we, I get my cardio in, she gets her cardio in for about 30 minutes, come back, do some power list items for myself to invest in myself. So I'll read 10 pages, I'll journal, I'll prepare for my day, and then I'll go to work and get to talk to some amazing people. And right when my day ends, I do a little bit of chores, like dishes, um, just some house cleaning things. And then I drive about 30 minutes to jujitsu for about an hour, come back, do some more work, and then I'm trying to get better at reading instead of watching TV. That's a, a guilty pleasure of mine. But that is my daily routine as of right now. So what are you currently reading? So I am actually reading, um, where is my book? It is more spiritual side. It okay. is more about getting in tune with your intuition and spiritual side of things. I've been reading very, a lot of mindset books and I wanted to switch it up and focus more on that. So I don't have the name of it right next to me, but it is a great book as well. <laughs> Terrible with names. Nah, it's um, okay. I am too. I, I only know what book I'm reading because it's like right here. That's it. So anyway, that's, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that for sure. Yeah. Sure. So I got, I got some books right next to me and uh, the next book I'm going to read is actually one that I read. Um, yeah, not too long ago, Atomic Habits, great book. Yeah, great book. it's it's in here somewhere. I I had a book club that I ran for the last year and a half. Um, the company I was at before I left, and every Tuesday morning we we um, would work on a couple chapters of a book. And Atomic Habits was one of the ones we recently read. Um, I would recommend if you haven't read it yet, The Standard by Ben Newman. Um, it is dynamite, and um, it's. Uh, a great, great book. I mean, he, he did a really good job putting that book together. And, um, I'm trying to think, I just ordered, um, Dr. Uh, Lyon's book this, this morning, um, which is going to be really good uh, on just longevity and health. I mean, talk about the, the, she was on Ed Milet's podcast this week and it talked about skeletal muscle and, um, how people who stay strong, they're so much less likely to get dementia and Alzheimer's, which I thought was super interesting. Right. So like I'm, I'm in the gym every day too. So I'm, I don't, I, I want to be that strong 80 year old man, um, and not have, I don't want to have dementia. That's so I guess that's one of the things I can do. I can do for that. Right. Um, what about nutrition? Like, I mean, obviously we, you know, we talked about the snack portion of it through first form, but like, what is your, do you have a set diet? Do you meal plan? Like, what does that look? I've seen some of your posts. Like you had these chicken things the other day with, I can't do the no sugar added ketchup. That's just really a crushed tomato, but you know, you do your thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, again, I am not picky at all. So I'm pretty easy with meal prepping. So I do meal prep for the most part um, on Sundays and I'm very, very simple. I have a high, high protein, what would be considered high protein nowadays, but it's really like what we need on a, on a regular basis. So um, I, I prep some meat. So this week I prep some top sirloin. Um, sometimes I'll do lamb. If I'm feeling a little off, People are definitely not going to like what I'm about to say, but I will prep some liver and onions. I will to go that route. Uh, hey, that's great protein. It is. It's great protein. Yeah. Once a month, once every two months, I'll have some of that. And it's, it's awesome. I mean, I feel, I feel amazing when I do that, but I'm not the extremist with liver and onions. Like there's a, a, a okay way to do it. And then there's too much. Um, so I will do meat, I'll do some salad, I'll make sure that I get some different colorful fruits and vegetables in. Um, let's see. I am on this new kick. I actually went to this amazing diner. I love it. It's called First Watch. And I tried this dish. We got one like literally across the street from my oh, neighborhood. Good. Yeah. So good. I think it was called like the billionaires something. And it was goat cheese. It was Mike's Hot Honey. I believe some balsamic, some lettuce, onions, mushrooms, and then you choose your choice of protein and then sweet potatoes. So I've been replicating that and it's been amazing. Had that. I've had it. It's really good. And they, they make it, um, let's see, they make it with a really good pork sometimes. It's seasonal. And uh, yeah, no, that's a great dish. My, my daughter's a chef and owns her own food truck and catering service. So when she came to town um, a few months ago, I was like, hey, you see this? So she made it. Like she made it for us in the kitchen. It was it was incredible. First watch is the, is the spot though. Like those, um, I, I go there on a spe like it's a special occasion breakfast. Like I'll go there. I have to go there tomorrow probably cause why we're waiting for them to get moved in. So I'll probably go there tomorrow, work from there. And they have this banana crunch pancake. It's so good. So, it's so good. So a little, little extra cardio tomorrow and I'll be all right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So if someone was just getting into the supplement game. They wanted to, to try some supplements, um, two questions. One would, where would you start? Like, what would you recommend at first? And then I'm curious, what kind of supplements are you, are you on currently? Yeah. So I usually say it depends depending on where they're at, what their nutrition looks like, what are the gaps that need to be supplemented? I'd love to figure those things out, but based off of talking and helping, you know, a lot of people and their nutrition, the major gaps that most people have are not getting enough micronutrients because usually when someone's in a deficit, they're not getting enough that their body requires to feel amazing. Um, so microfactor is what I do to fill in that gap. Uh, definitely essential. The next big supplement that most people have have a gap in is gut health, you know, fermented yep. food, tropical fruits, all of those important things for your gut to feel good and digest your food. And so one thing that I recommend right out of the gate is OptiGreens. So mm -hmm. it's a high quality greens powder to fill in that gap where someone's not prioritizing those foods, which is most people. I don't know that many people that love sauerkraut and kombucha every day. So love that. Uh, Level one uh, to help hit that protein gold, make it enjoyable, like the protein pumpkin pie post-workout to help with recovery, especially if somebody is in the gym and resistance training or high intensity training. Uh, I made this mistake at first too, where, you know, I thought all protein was the same and I was just doing that generic protein shake when at the end of the day, I was missing out on optimal recovery and results. So now I always recommend post-workout or formula one and ignition. That's one of my top supplements. 
And then I take B complex. I love her B complex. That is a uh, essential for Hashimoto's and autoimmune disorders and magnesium. There's a few others. I got, I got quite a list, but magnesium at night too. Yeah. I'm, I do magnesium and some other stuff. Um, so as far as protein, are you, do you try to do one gram per pound or where do you try to measure your protein at? Yeah, absolutely. I try to do one gram per pound of ideal body weight. And I am a big person, 5'10", super, got a lot of muscle. Uh, so my protein goal is 185. And that's, uh, that's what I aim for every day. If I stay within yeah. 10% good, but the goal is to, you know, be 185 or even over. Yeah, I'm, I'm a 200 and like I'm 6'5", so 240 grams of protein or so a day is where I'm at, 235 to 240. It's tough to get there sometimes, you know. Um, and when I was listening to Dr. Gabrielle Line yesterday, she was talking about protein being so significant in health the older you get. And, and we, I mean, I know that because I've been on protein and shakes. We talked about this, you know, too, about how bad the shakes have been, you know, for the last 30 years that I've been doing this. Um, but it's tough to get there sometimes, you know, so it's nice to be able to have one of the, the meat sticks or to have a protein bar or whatever that is. Um, but the, the protein, um, what I liked what she talked about was, is that it's more important to get the total grams in over the 24 hour period than it is like, Oh, at two o'clock, I've got to eat. 30 grams of protein or whatever. Cause you, you, you see so much on, on social media, right? On Instagram, like everybody's a nutritionist, right? And, and, and really they're probably not like if I followed with a camera, they probably have some donuts in their car. So like, um, but to hear somebody from that level, it's amazing to be, okay, well, I'm not, I'm doing some of the things right. So yeah, the, I try really hard to be that one gram of protein. Um, and I start that out with a baseline, like in the morning, like after I get back from the gym, I'm that guy that's in there making turkey sausage and, and, and four eggs and, um, and some cottage cheese and just, you know, getting some protein, getting it going. And then um, having a protein shake like two or three hours later with 40 grams or so. So I, because the last thing I want to do is at night go, oh, I'm 80 grams of protein away, man. Like, I don't want to do this, right? Yep. Been there. I've had some days like that where I'm like, all right, looks like we're eating or drinking, you know, 90 grams of egg whites and eating two chicken breasts and a shake of a woman. I've, I've been there. Yeah. But there's no chocolate or whipped cream on that. What are you doing, Katie? There's nothing because, <laughs> because at nighttime it's like, oh man, I really want to get <laughs> the sweets, right? Oh, yeah. It just, just, just totally oh, yeah. hits you. Totally hits you. It sure does. That's a fact. Yeah. So cool. Well, you know, it was a pleasure having you on here and, and just getting to know you. I can't wait to meet you in person. I'm sure at some point we will connect in person, but continuing to build that relationship up. If someone wants to reach out to you and get some advice or follow you, what's the best place to do that at? Yeah. So I am pretty on top of it with Instagram and checking my messages. And so I would say my Instagram, uh, K A T I E underscore Sauger S A U G E R is the place to go. It's a, where I communicate and have all my friends and family on. And, um, that's, that's where I'm on most of the day too, sharing, you know, my life and my dog mostly. All right. Well, good deal. And, and thank you so much for being on today. And, um, Hey guys, reach out to her. She's been great with me so far. And, and, uh, as, as this relationship grows, we'll get some more, we'll get her back on here again. Thanks for listening.
Can't wait. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into the One Hand at a Time podcast. Please make sure you like and share the episode. And we'll see you next time here at the One Hand at a Time podcast. Make it a great day.